Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody, welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 332, recording date July 9, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Kristoff, and uh, hi. 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 We're going NPR this week. Yeah. Yeah. Extra spittily. Yeah. So you can hear me pop all my noises and my plosives. Yeah. Hear every single ounce of saliva going across my teeth. You can hear me breathing heavily because I'm a hundred pounds overweight (laughs) in my basement on my internet purchase microphone about to talk about pro wrestling <laughs> yeah i was gonna say if, if that intro didn't give it away this is a pro wrestling based <laughs> podcast uh but hi everybody uh you know it's funny chris you would think <laughs> you would think with it being a holiday week as it was that uh-huh. uh not a lot would happen but uh it, instead some things did occur okay. uh you know we had a raw in our backyard this weekend which included our boy getting on camera a lot yeah big week for our boy yeah very big week for our boy a uh, happy 10th anniversary to him in the show there yeah i didn't um, know that was happening good for you guys <laughs> uh but also uh dude was literally behind the announcers on raw this week so he's yeah on, who's dicking the for those seats good lord <laughs> well it, it sounds like it was a a, a hookup from uh, his buddy at jimmy's so that tracks yeah yeah, definitely. Because those are like the Adam Jones seats. Like Adam Jones would be behind. I remember the one time I think it was a pay per view. Yeah. Like the O's played a day game, and then Jones went with a couple other guys, and he dressed up as Virgil, and he was in the front row behind the announcers. I I think I know pay-per-view. the exact game you're talking or the exact pay per view. Yeah, because sure. I was at the day game that day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and they had uh, Seth Rollins come out and throw out the first pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the yep absolute i have no idea who the fuck this is of the uh crowd at uh camden yards oh yeah no it's uh we bit different this year i was uh keep keep crushing o's let's go yeah yeah um we, well you know if we're talking about them, might as well hit the button the world wrestling federation for over 50 wwe this week of course raw was in town but mm-hmm. i mean it was a post pay-per-view pre-pay-per-view build raw on a holiday weekend so not a lot really happened um but we already have between the results of money in the bank and the little bits and pieces going on here we already have an idea of what SummerSlam is gonna look like this year okay um so uh summer fest yeah summer summer fest 2023 uh uh, our boy detroit uh yes detroit ford field which was if I'm not mistaken, home to like the biggest pay-per-view WrestleMania of all time, which was the one where it was uh, Bobby Lashley and Umaga, where either uh, Vince McMahon or future president Donald Trump would have their head shaved. I believe that was at four. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, they return on Saturday, August 5th 
And uh, here are the matches that we are looking at for the pay-per-view so far. So not officially announced, just the way storylines are heading. The way storylines are heading, and, and, and Dave Meltzer and The Observer this week basically <laughs> laid this out as the card. So mm-hmm. wanted to get your thoughts, Chris, as someone who uh, doesn't watch weekly <laughs> and uh, will rarely but sometimes make time to watch a paper <clears throat> ple uh, I mean, I watched WrestleMania. That was that's essentially it, right? So and the Rumble. I, I want to see if SummerSlam is going to be back in your rotation this year. Okay, all right. So your main event for the Universal Championship is going to be Roman Reigns versus mm-hmm. Jay Uso. Okay, Uso. So we are day, literally back where we started. Day one is H in in twenty twenty. During uh-huh. COVID era, where Roman learned that in the COVID era, where you're in the Thunderdome, you need to act to make people feel at home. And oh has boy, that is that that was the that was the uh, that was the beginning where it of all the began. cinema era? Yes. Yikes! And another thing, COVID unfortunately gave us or took from us. Yeah. Um. And and again, I'm I'm not going to stand on the soapbox for too long, but I beg anyone. <laughs> Anyone who is posting to Twitter every Monday or Friday with this is cinema or Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else. Just please watch a real movie. (laughs) Any like if 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 this if you're watching this, and you're blown away by the storytelling and the and and the way things are shot or framed. You will be shocked by what you can see at your local cinema. Plus, you get out of the house. <laughs> I, I, I think your parents will be real happy about. It. Anyway, uh, Cody Rhodes God versus Brock Lesnar round three. Wow, really? Still? Yes. Well, they're they're tied up, so this is the rubber match. Good lord. Yeah, and uh, Brock and and Cody ended up uh, uh, getting into it on Monday. Um, in fact, and if this was not proof that Vince had a hand in the show this week. So the top of the show was Seth talking about, you know, how he retained the world title and he's looking for his next challenger. Cody comes out to challenge him, but he's cut off by Brock. They brawl and they go to the back. Okay. Midway through the show, Cody comes out again, this time wearing a full suit and cuts a promo about how he'll face Brock Lesnar and one day he'll finish the story. So we got two live in front of the crowd promo segments in the same three hour show. Okay. I mean, sure. I give Cody, I mean, giving Cody a mic is never, it's never a bad worst idea, but it seemed a little superfluous. Yeah. Especially considering the last we saw of him, he was getting his ass beat and he was beating the ass of Brock Lesnar. Where did I pull superfluous out of? That was just, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I'm proud of you, really. <clears throat> Your superfluous third nipple. Uh, Trish Stratus versus <laughs> Becky Lynch also planned. Okay. Is Trish still heel? Uh, yes. And uh, okay. now she's wearing a face mask because uh, apparently she fucked up her nose. Oh, yeah. shoot. Uh, I don't know. I, I okay. legitimately don't know if it was a real injury or if it was like a minor injury that she's now playing up a big thing. Dashing uh, Trish Stratus. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. No, but, but it's right. not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, um, I wouldn't put a bag over her head or anything. Yeah. Triple threat for the women's title, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. That match could fucking roll. Yeah, it could should be very good. Roll. Charlotte will probably win, but it should I mean, be fun. That's what Charlotte does. She's a flair. 
That's true. And I don't know if she's at 16 yet. So. No. She's probably got to be like real she's close. She's probably close. She's got to yeah. be inching, inching toward it. Hang on. Let's. She's let, edging. Let's go ahead and check 16. that out. Let's, she's on the edge of 16. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, Stevie <laughs> Nicks song. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was a B-side. Oh, it, oh. it was the demo version. And then she's like, wait yeah, yeah. a second. She, she came back and finished it a year she, later. And that's why. She talked to Lindsay Buckingham, got some notes, and was like, okay, yeah, here we go. 17 is <laughs> a lot better. Okay, so if we include NXT Women's Championships, she oh. is at 16 titles. So they probably don't. Because she's held the Raw Women's Championship six times. SmackDown Women's Championship seven times. It takes her to 13. One-time Divas Champion. Mm-hmm. So that'd be 14. And then two-time NXT Women's Champion. So take her to 16. Well, the way WWE does it is, like, they'll count to they'll count qualify they her. Count. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until she needs to hit 16 truly, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Valter versus uh, Drew McIntyre, which... I mean, should rule. It yeah. ruled as a triple threat with Sheamus, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't rule here. Throw Shamo back in there. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's run What's it back. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, Baszler. Uh, Logan Paul versus Richard O'Shea. Oh, okay. Well, I wonder what kind of uh, way they're going to try and get themselves killed this time. Yeah, I know, right? Just just fucking <clears throat> do the match in a, on a trampoline so, so everybody can be safe. Does Richard O'Shea have a character, or is he just little he's guy flippy does Ricky, flippy baby. stuff? Flippy Ricky, he's Flippy Ricky. That, that's, I, I, that's it. Does he has he has, does he speak sometimes? Is it well, good? No. Is no, it substantial? Okay. Oh no. No. Okay. I, I mean, his character for a while was dating ring announcer. So. Uh huh. Yeah, that goes. Yeah. I think he actually legit is dating the annoying ring announcer uh, that the, I hate. The one you don't like. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's not. I I can't stand her. Yeah, I know people are all about it. I think it's super cringe, and it's very <laughs> try hard. But that's um, just. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I also hate Justin Roberts. Yes, which means you probably love Dynamite this week because he was not there. Yes, yeah, love me some Dasha. I mean, Dasha's not great, but she's fine. Uh, and uh, also, <laughs> uh, we've got Rhea Ripley defending the women's championship against Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> sure. Notably not having matches on the card so far, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Austin Theory, and Edge. Yeah, I guess I guess Owens and Zayn are the tag champs still at the moment. They are, yeah. So presumably some... Uh... They've been, uh, on television, they've been feuding with uh, the other two guys in Imperium who have had... I, mean, I recognize you've only had two name changes, so you think I would recall what names are on right now, but I'm not going to. Fabian Eichner and uh, Marcel Bartel. Something like that. I don't know what their current names are. I don't Kaiser Wilhelm. <laughs> Wilhelm. I think that's actually it, isn't it? Uh, you know what? To the internet. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't trying to make a funny haha there. I think it's actually Kaiser Wilhelm. Uh, let's see. Unless I'm just really still messed up from last night. Uh, I mean, you, you might be Which accurate. Okay. It's a possibility see. here. All right. Um, Marcel Bartel is Ludwig Kaiser. Oh, okay. And Fabian Eichner is Giovanni Vinci. He's Italian now? Uh, at, at least in name. Hold on. Who, the, what, what was the name I said? Uh, Kaiser. That was a real person. <laughs> uh, you named on. a real man. Yeah. He was, uh, let's see, the last German emperor and king of Prussia. 
Oh, nice, nice mall. Had his nice mall up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> there we go. That's a that was, yeah, that was uh, a deep local cut right Eichner there. and Bartel will <laughs> sure uh, will probably go against Owen Zane. It'll probably be very good. Like those guys are awesome. I I, I yeah. like them a lot. Just I can't remember their new names for the life of me. Sure, yeah, Imperium guys. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in WWE this week, uh, Baron Corbin's now officially an NXT regular. I mean, right where he belongs in yeah. developmental. Um, he had a segment on the pre-taped NXT show where uh, he took all his old gimmicks, threw them into a uh, bin, and set them on fire. So, um, okay. So the he, his hat, his happy Corbin hat is, yeah, has now been burned? he's not happy. He's not lucky. He's not sad, Corbin. Is he growing the skull at back? Um, not really, no. Did he like have like a, a like a wig skullet that he <laughs> took off the back of his head <laughs> and, and threw in the there. trash can? Well, he needed like, threw this it over ball. the trash can, set it on fire, and then walked away like Spider Man no more. <laughs> Cinema <laughs> acting. They 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 need you for this is really the thing. I'm an idea guy. Yeah, All right. yeah. Sean, Michael, Mister Hickenbottom. Yeah, give him a call. Oh, it's your boy. Nine one one rock, nine one one roll. Just give him a call. <laughs> We're waiting for it. <laughs> Wait a minute. This sounds like rock and or roll. Uh, also, uh, mm. a, a sad day with a, a little bit of a local tie. Jerry McDivitt is retiring as WWE's attorney. Yeah. I'm, now I'm wondering. Which I'm sure if, has nothing to do with the fact that the MLW lawsuit that he's been trying to kill is continuing on. Yeah, right. I'm wondering if this is uh, one of the, oh, he's retiring. Get the fuck out of here yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Vince old yellered him. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that guy, he's thick and, um, he's been th- through the, th- uh, what? my, my mouth just stopped working. Yeah. He, he, he has been in the thick of he it. He knows where all the bodies are buried. 100%. Is, is the best way to put it. He, yeah. He has been a, a confidant and, and getting WWE out of sticky situations since the early 90s. He's the Jerry, uh, J E R R I, succession talk here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of the, of, yeah. He's the, yeah, that yeah. general counsel. He, he, he is, he's the fixer for all of Vince McMahon's, uh, improprieties. Yeah. The, the uh, the, the and, Leah, and with that, Leah I'm Schreiber surprised, show, I'm surprised that, that they would retire him. Because again, he knows where the bodies are buried. Oh, I'm sure there's a real oh, yeah. nice S- some severance sort of, package. Uh, in severance there. package, NDA, <clears throat> fun shit. Okay, but it's an actual severance package. They're going to go into his brain and separate his work, <laughs> his work life, and his personal life, so that he will have no memory of where the bodies are buried outside of Titan so Tower. So that's why John Turturro is the guest host, guest host of Raw this week. <laughs> yes, exactly why. Exactly right. <laughs> and then Christopher Walken shows up. Pow! Ow, right, right in the face with a soldering iron. <laughs> Extreme rules. Two mice across Frank. the sea. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling had two very big shows, or I guess I should say, New Japan Strong had two very big shows. Okay, uh, as uh, they did a, a double shot in Currican Hall to celebrate Independence Day. Was it was it Tuesday? Uh, well, one was on Tuesday and okay, one was on right. Wednesday. Uh, but the, the the big things worth noting are some key title changes. As right. Kenta dropped the uh, New Japan Strong World Championship to Eddie Kingston. Strong Eddie. Yeah, so Eddie Kingston is now uh, a New Japan champion. 
Yes, it's a strong title, but still it's a title. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Willow dropped the New Japan Strong women's title to Julia from Stardom. Yeah, she did. So uh, we are getting closer to both Julia versus Mercedes Monet, and it sounds like we are getting close uh, to having Julia go against Tony Storm, which would yeah. be absolutely awesome. Um, so hopefully Jamie Hayter gets better. They can make that a three-way, and then I'll just explode into a million pieces and just like a ticket tape parade, <laughs> float down and yeah. cease to be. Yeah, that would be a, a, a glorious, glorious moment. Though I will miss you, Chris. <laughs> um, you won't. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. Uh, and also the Bullet Club War Dogs duo of Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. They became the New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions, defeating Goto and Yoshihashi. However, they lost in their attempt to get the IWGP belts off of Goto and Yoshihashi the next day. So they, they had they had two matches, one on each night. Gotcha. One was for the strong belts and the other was for the tag belts because Aussie Open was un- unable to defend ah, both those belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ended up having a decision match. Both belts were <clears> on <throat> Goto and Yoshihashi. Mark Davis and his dump truck ass is still uh, injured. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kyle Fletcher has to deal with, you know, being in the States and hanging out with Sky Blue. Tough. Yeah. Time. Well, he traded one dump truck ass for another dump truck <laughs> ass. <laughs> but upgrade. But of course, the bit that everyone was talking about was the two nights of death matches. Night one had El Desperado and June Kasai against John Moxley and Homicide. As and the these were event. on the New Japan shows. Yes. And then the the next night was in final death, El Desperado <laughs> against John Moxley. Hell yeah. Um, depending on what side of the internet you were on, either people were going, "Hey, these matches are pretty good. They're pretty wild." Or John Moxley has replaced his alcoholism with a need to bleed, which oh, wow. is a real leap. <clears throat> like, I, Look, the guy loves this shit. He does. He's, ha- he's happy. Let he him be is. happy. He is. Um, they w- these people are the people who would rather him, John Moxley, be miserable uh, as Dean Ambrose yeah. working around exploding TVs and potted plants. Yeah. Like this is the guy in his element. He yeah. fucking loves this shit. He, he Let the man be does. happy. And I mean, it sucks for Renee's, uh, you know, mental health. Sure, <laughs> I guess. sure. <laughs> but uh, but uh, there was actually a really interesting article this week. I think it was uh, Sports Illustrated. Their their wrestling columnist over there talked to John Moxley. Uh, what would have been the wee hours of Tuesday into Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Um, that he had a conversation with him about Moxley's theory about blood in pro wrestling. Okay. And uh, I, I wanted to dig into it with you because I think he actually makes a really strong point. Okay. So he says, first and foremost, yes, I bleed a lot, but it's because, you know, I have this scar tissue on my forehead and sometimes, you know, we work a little rough and tumble and it busts me open. It's what happens. You know? So he's admitting to not blading every time. Exactly. Like, he or said, at least trying to make us think he's not blading every time. Right. Uh, like that, that's <laughs> what he was alluding to with him and Ishii uh, mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. Like, Headbutts busted well, them open. Yeah, they were fucking headbutting each yeah, other. It, it, it's what happens. But and it's also theory, a terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> no disagreement. Uh, but his theory on blood in pro wrestling is blood should not be something where after five months you have this big match and the guys have crimson masks and all of that. He says if you look at like UFC or boxing or other combat sports. 
Guys bust open their eyebrows. Guys bust their yeah. nose. Blood should be, if anything, expected in smaller quantities more regularly than as this bloodbath payoff thing. Yeah. And I, I think he's not wrong. Like, I, I think there is something to be said about building the the realism by handling blood and wrestling in, in a realistic way. Well, yeah, they're trying to present this, you know, their their predetermined athletic contests as an actual competition. So, yeah. you know, in an actual competition, people are going to throw hard punches and, and uh, you know, get busted open. And, you know, I, I also think that there's a line. Um, sure. You know, and, you know, the, the jury, well, I guess the jury has been out for a really long time on blading. But, you know, everybody has their thoughts on blading mm-hmm. um, and... You know, I, I, I do agree with him. Yeah. But it's, I, I don't even, I don't, and I don't know how to articulate. Do you, I guess it's trial by error in how mm-hmm. you learn to blade. Right. Um, and right. some people, you know, like he know he presumably knows the perfect, you know, amount of pressure to get, you yeah. know, just a, a little bit for a little while. Whereas somebody, the, the one that comes to mind was press advance. Um, yeah, who he was just, he just was gushing. went a little deep and was or, just, or the infamous Eddie Guerrero JBL, I quit match where Eddie was like seizing yeah. by the yeah. end of the match because he had lost so much blood. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, I do see the the kind of hypocrisy of a John Moxley saying it should be more realistic. And this was in between him working two matches that had barbed wire boards and skewers, right. and Kasai brought out and took because he's insane a razor board. Oh god, uh, no. yeah, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like, ah. um, and it it is like that's barbaric. Yes, uh, like I I'm. I think of the two of us, I'm the more accepting of death. Sure. Match yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a line for me. Like, yeah. that's where I go. That That's just fucked up. Like, not even like, oh, that's fucked up in a fun, crazy way. Uh, that's just fucked up, full stop. Um, I have a weird intolerance for real life people's flesh getting punctured. Sure. Sure. Like if if I'm watching, you know, the Friday the Thirteenth movie and Jason's hacking away, I'm like, ha, 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 this is amazing, right? right. Uh, because it's not real. But like, you know, I I don't like people's skin getting like I don't even like watching needles go in. To, you know, like if I'm giving blood and they're putting a the needle in or I'm yeah. you know something like that, I'm like, yeah, just I, cover it up. I don't want to see it. I'll do it. I, I just I have a weird thing about that. And yeah, razor razor board just sounds. You know, again, disgusting. It's, it's exactly as as you would think, and um, it's pretty horrifying. But yeah, yeah on the whole, I, I think he has a strong oh. theory. But you know, practice what you preach, Mark. Yes, yes. And on that, let's go ahead and go over to the other companies part of. Also, Papa, don't preach. What what level of trouble would you say you're in? <laughs> I'm not, I'm all of it. I forgot the rest of the line. You're in trouble deep. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Be what it is. So AEW this week, uh, 
it's still in Canada. They've been unable to escape the Canadian wilderness. Uh, yeah, the wildfires preventing their planes from taking off. So you know they yeah, can't drive. Got to do over a the show. Border. You know? So you know, just just torn torn the uh, the big uh, Arctic North, <laughs> even though it's summertime. Yes. Uh, so they were in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada for a live dynamite in a taped rampage. We kicked off with the blind eliminator quarterfinal. And uh, we still didn't know at this point the full scope of all of the matches and all of the teams and all that. But it was uh, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen going against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Before the match, we had a earlier today promo of uh, Darby basically saying, hey, Keith, used to be awesome, but now you're a bitch. Stop doing that. Yeah, um, pretty much. And they proceeded to have a fucking awesome match. A lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun spots there. Like... I know I have been a big Swerve Strickland guy mm-hmm. since his debut in AEW, but he was just on another level of fun in this match. Like, not only is he really talented and have great in-ring chemistry with Darby and Orange Cassidy, right. so you know, yeah. this was a moment of him showing up and showing out, but like his cackling every time his interference screwed up and it hit Keith, like yeah. 10 out of 10, great character work, <laughs> loved it. Yeah, no, it's 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 consistent, and uh, yeah, the guy, he's, uh, you know, we'll say it every week until it happens, he needs to be pushed to the fucking moon. And yeah. out of tag team stuff and, you know, in for a real title. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and everybody played off each other really well. I mean, Keith Lee just like grabbing Darby like, you know, somebody picks up their kid who was acting up at daycare, you know, and just <laughs> carrying yeah. him out. You know, it's just uh, that's the kind of visuals I like in my pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just just a joy of a match. Um, and I don't know, maybe this time we'll get Swerve versus Keith Lee at a pay-per-view. <laughs> Who the fuck Doubt it. Um, but then we meet, we went immediately <laughs> into the first of many video packages because Dynamite this week had a very Attitude Era raw feel in so much as there was a lot of, and to the back, and these yeah. guys are kind of promo, and here's an extended character segment, and all of that. Not necessarily in a bad way, because I thought it was executed very well. It's just if you're used to the existing dynamite rhythm of match, 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 that was jarring. not what this show was. Yeah. Um, but we had a video package putting over these debuting this coming week, uh, uh, Nick Wayne. Mm-hmm. As, without even a single moment of Nick Wayne. Yeah, uh, it, we had Darby Allen putting him over, talking about his father, Buddy Wayne, talking about training with Buddy Wayne and all these clips from Nick Wayne's career coming up as this, you know, uh, uh, incredible 16 year old prodigy yeah. who's finally 18 and finally going to make his debut in AEW. Yeah. The only thing that was missing was when it was going to happen. And we only found it out because Excalibur brought it up randomly during the main event. Right, so, yeah, I was doing the rundown, so yeah, yeah. K- kind of weird, kind of. It was. I mean, I guess they they probably well, if I'm guessing, that thing was already in the can Fair. for a while. Fair. Um, so they didn't have the date of the debut, but uh, you know, it's it's fine, and I thought it was well done. Like that's the kind of stuff when you're debuting somebody, especially somebody mm-hmm. who hasn't been anywhere before or on TV. Yes, national TV. You know, GCW doesn't count. Um. But, but yeah, that, 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 I think it was well done. Got the point across Darby being a very, the, the perfect person to, to do a segment like that. So, yeah. Yeah. 
enjoyed that a lot. Then uh, Tony Schiavone is backstage waiting for Jack Perry. Jack Perry pops up dressed exactly like Dwayne Johnson in the late 90s. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. Um, and he's like, you know what? I'm a professional. I'm going to go ask for an FTW world title shot. And Hook pops up and beats his ass. Hook is really looking awesome in all of this. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the good thing to come out of it. Jack Perry is heel still not working for me unless yeah. unless we're trying to get to this weird like meta shitty healing version of uh Jack Perry which I don't think is the idea but that's what it feels like it feels like we're we're watching him just flounder kind of tread water and be really flat as a heel and very um, cringy yeah very try hard we had a video package then showing Adam Cole and MJF working out together at the gym which this was, was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Absolutely love this. These guys together are the perfect odd couple. I'm enjoying every second they're together on screen. Yeah. Uh, which, which I will, uh, I, I will tell you where, uh, or, or what exactly they reminded me of when we get to the, the segment okay. later on in the show. Um, but, uh, the, the highlight of this was, there was a moment where, uh, MJF was making fun of a, an overweight gentleman, indie mm-hmm. worker puff, was uh, the the guy who was there, but he's like, you know, look at this guy and making fun of his weight. And Adam Cole's like, look, man, you, you can't you can't make jokes like that anymore. And then MJF says, you know who this reminds me of? And they both go, Tony Schiavone, <laughs> which is just a great piece of callback work to every. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that really really gets me. Yes. Really gets a smile on my face. There, it's like, yeah, you reward us for watching all these times with a you know. A joke like that. The acclaimed and daddy ass then had a match with the blade and the Bollywood boys. Yeah. And I, would, own. I would say it'd be nice to see the Bollywood boys, except for it really didn't pretty much. Yeah. Everything was <laughs> in pitcher in pitcher. And, and even that match was not really a thing. Um, yeah. And then uh, of course the acclaimed one and Harley Cameron popped up on the screen and is she British? Because she doesn't sound British anymore. I don't, I don't know. Uh, don't but know she said deal. she's going to have a video for them next week, which means I know exactly what part of the show I'm going to go to the bathroom during. <laughs> um, and then Billy Gunn took the mic and said he had two words for her, suck it, which, okay. I mean. <laughs> I guess. It's it's a known thing. It doesn't really yeah. make it appropriate or okay nowadays, but there it is. Eddie Kingston uh, was shown winning the New Japan Strong title over Kenta, which mm-hmm. we need more of this. Yeah. When AEW people do things in New Japan, <clears throat> show footage on Dynamite. Like, yeah. I don't know why this is new. <laughs> like This, this yeah. should have been a thing. Um, I, I felt like they did it maybe a little bit, uh, you know, pre-COVID, but. This this should always be a thing. Anytime someone goes overseas, there should be a fucking highlight reel the next week. Um, so Eddie Eddie did a tour over there, mm-hmm. and he's coming back for Blood and Guts. And oh, he's not coming back for Blood and Guts. Oh, he's not for Blood. Okay, yeah, staying that's why it's a mystery want. partner on both sides. Gotcha. Because gotcha, he's gotcha, going to okay. be he will literally <laughs> be fighting evil. On, that's right. On the day of Blood and Guts, because yes, he's so he's back. At, Eddie's already back in the states, but he's going to go back for. Oh, okay. G one. Um, I see. But there was a video uh, afterwards of John Moxley talking about his relationship with Eddie Kingston. And I thought this was actually kind of an interesting promo in that it 
it showed that even though Eddie's the, the face and Mox is the heel, Eddie has kind of the heel perspective while Mox has the face one because it's this idea of Eddie hates, you know, the youth in wrestling and how they aren't respecting the past. Mm-hmm. And Mox is like, we're taking, like, look at what we're doing with Yuta. Look at what we're doing with Takeshita. Look at what we're doing with Shooter. Like, yeah. we're building the future. And if you want to build the future, you want to make it better, you should be with us. I, I like how it's not this straightforward, I'm evil, I'm good. Like, yeah. there's there's elements of both in the mix there. and it, It's and, like a parfait. Everybody yeah. likes parfaits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when we then saw the, the graphic of Blood and Guts. And uh, so we only have four announced for each, mystery yeah. partner on each side. So it's uh, Omega, Paige, the Young Bucks, and question mark uh against mox yuda claudio Takeshita, and question mark so, so. we're all assuming that it's going to be kota abushi or at least hoping for the I mean, elite it, side it fightful this week went on record <laughs> saying it's abushi okay. so i mean one would assume yeah probably abushi but then who's the bcc's guy so that's the big question. That, that is the big question. So again, uh, tip of the hat to Fightful, although it was originally ported by Voices of Wrestling. Uh, our, our old buddy Half Mill Phil, uh, CM Punk, uh, put his name in the hat to fill in for Danielson. Shit. Yeah. Get out of here. Fuck yeah. that. That's that's that is just that's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. In a big plunder match. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I, I can't wait for him to get hit with his first move and he's just yelling, he's shooting on me. He's shooting yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a dick. Um, so that's not going to happen. Uh, no. But what I thought was interesting from the, the Fightful report is apparently uh, Mox didn't care. And and I don't know if I should take that as Mox is cool with punk or what I think is more realistic. Mox like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly that inflection there. Uh it's fucking, we need a fifth guy. I don't give a fuck. Like, put Serpentico in there. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The the international death match, international death match legend Luther is is right there, and he's available. Oh God, yeah. But <laughs> and then we'd have to see him in the main event of a TV show. We don't want that. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be him. I'm just saying. If, if, if we're looking at credentials, so so Shooter is also in the G1, so he's yes, out. So it's no Shooter. Um. But I think the next segment kind of gave it's, away. It's Brie Bella. Uh, <laughs> yes, she's here to fuck come, that day. come to defend her man's honor. <laughs> well, I think the next segment gave it away because Chris Jericho comes out and he's basically oh, doing fuck. the face promo of all face oh, promos. Oh, I didn't want to do math on that. God yeah. damn it! Uh, and uh, during the promo, he's talking about how he needs to reinvent himself one more time and, and that sort of thing. And Don Callis comes out to interrupt. Don Callis now officially has entrance music, which is just droning noise. Which is then offset by nonstop booing and fuck you Callis chants. Yeah, even in Canada. Yeah, um, which is probably the closest he's going to get to a face pop anywhere. Yeah. Um, but he made a pretty strong argument for it and, and said that he wanted Chris Jericho to join his new family. And Jericho said... Maybe a very aggressive, maybe, a but very maybe nonetheless, um, it would make sense for Jericho to join up with Callus. 
it would make sense historically for Jericho to have issues with Omega yeah. and Paige. Yes. Do I want Chris Jericho to be inserted in the Blackpool Combat Club elite feud? No. Good God, no. A million times no. Yeah. What I would here's something I would like to see play out. Because in that segment or a later segment, Jericho uh, was talking about it, and then Garcia and Guevara were there uh, confronting him about his maybe. And I know I'm jumping ahead, but it t- yeah. ties in. Um, it, but Jericho essentially says, "Sometimes you're, you're going to have to. You're not. You know, I'm not always going to be there for you. So you have to branch out, make your own name, sort of thing. Yeah. So not completely dissolving the JAS, but uh, encouraging people to go on a a faction excursion. I yes. guess is a, a yeah. way to put it. Um, so. What I think would be great is if Garcia listens to that and was like, all right, motherfucker, I see you, and then offers before Jericho accepts, and then Garcia is the fifth man. And that would make a lot of sense also with the original intent of right. the Blackpool Combat Club. Because yes, they, exactly. When, when Mox they were and him. Danielson got together with Regal, they yeah. they named, they called out by name, yeah. Yuta, Lee Moriarty, and Daniel yes. Garcia. Right. So- I, I personally love that idea. Like I, and it was the I, whole I Jericho Danielson feud over like, you know, which yeah. faction is Garcia going to join? You yeah. Know, and and that thing. was also the whole point of the, the Garcia Danielson feud where they had, you know, the yeah uh, dragon tamer and yeah, the, uh, house of dragon match or whatever the yeah. they called it. So right. I get it. Um, but, but it'll, uh, it'll, it'll probably be Jericho. Yeah. It'll probably be Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roddy Strong was backstage. Uh, I just had an race. idea. Sorry. Oh, sorry, please. It's at the TV Garden, right? It is. In Boston? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would explain why he isn't in the match graphic. So <laughs> You just can't see him. Yeah, but yeah. I, wanted to sh- I wanted to do the match in uh, his Peacemaker helmet. Peacemaker <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, John literally on the line with with Vince going, "It wasn't me; it was a peacemaker." It was a peacemaker. It's Warner property. Okay, this was this was uh, synergistic here. That that reminds me, there is a quote going around this week. Uh, Cody Rhodes did an interview, and he said he had a conversation with John Cena, and John said, "You know, you don't need to be, you don't need to have a belt to be a champion." AKA, <laughs> <laughs> get fucked, Cody. <laughs> he was telling it this positive way, and I'm like. Cody, do you realize what he's saying? He motherfucked you to your face, bud. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's kind of hysterical, though. Anyway, Roddy Strong uh, is in a neck brace with Doc Sampson, and, and Doc Sampson's like, hey, you know, we got to be careful with your injury history, all that, because he was selling the the neck brace from the beatdown mm-hmm. from Joey Samoe. And uh, Roddy's like, I feel great! <laughs> Which, you know, glad to see the Performance Center uh, promos really worked out for him. Yeah. Um, and then... Adam Cole pops in and is like, hey, you know what? You got to be careful. And, and, uh, yeah, coming from Adam Cole. Coming people. from Adam Cole. And, and, uh, Roddy Strong's like, hey, what's <laughs> up with you and MJF? <laughs> this is weird. And then, yeah. uh, Cole got a text from MJF and says, uh, I, I got to go, but I'll check it on you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, yeah. Roddy Strong is just a dingus that no one cares about. In Generic favor. white guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> MJF called it. So we had uh, MJF and Adam Cole in the Blight Eliminator Tournament going against Ooh. the uh, one-time only duo of Matt Menard and The Butcher. 
Yeah, yeah. That see, but that's the kind of stuff I would want out of a random draw, yes. random draw tournament. Yeah. You know, and I will say when we talk about uh, what happened on Rampage, which we'll clearly go through quickly, um, there there's a duo I'm very happy with, and I think you will be happy with too if you haven't seen them yet. Okay, um, but this match was super fun because and it was look, basically the introduction was the greatest tag yeah. team introduction i've ever seen in my life yeah it was just perfection yes i love 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 this mjf and the whole gimmick of mjf trying to get the crowd to cheer for adam cole cheating yeah yeah 10 out of 10 so surprise surprise mjf and adam cole won this match well yeah <laughs> and after the, whole the crux match, of the tournament for christ's sake right after the match uh mjf uh, said that, uh, uh, well, first he asked if there are any devil worshipers in the house, you know, to get the face pop. And he said, yeah, are, are there any fans of a guy with a super over name? And then he just turns the goal and goes, do the thing, which <laughs> then out of time. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then they, uh, have a, an impromptu birthday celebration for Adam Cole, hey, uh, as, as the geeks come out with, uh, a, cake and party hats and all the that tiniest cake i've ever seen yes. in my life which was adorable yes it's like and a it smash cake point, a baby gets on their first birthday yeah <laughs> it was at this point i realized mjf and adam cole have a rock mick uh, foley level rock and chemistry. suck yeah yes. yep 100 percent. That, that's what this was to me like i mean that's putting a that's giving adam cole a lot of credit uh, right. to, but it, it's I, not I a recognize the, the weight of it is on one of the two individuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but one could argue Mick kind of carried a lot of the the rock and sock stuff. Um, oh no, he did the heavy lifting, but yeah, the rap, the rock's reactions, sure. were. I mean, really, that's where the acting, yeah, began, right? Um, but uh, there was also a really fun bit where uh, Cole uh, realized that MJF was about to shove him in the cake, and he did a quick switcheroo and send MJF yeah. to the cake. Uh, just a just a great segment. Like, you gotta be careful with those candles, though. They could put an eye out. <laughs> Very true. Very you know? true. Um, then that's when we had. Uh, well, we had Renee Paquette first talk to Britt Baker, and Britt Baker's like, "Hey, I won the Owen Hart title last year. Here's a belt that I've had for a year, and you've never I'm seen having, it since." Yep. Yep. Um, and then we had the aforementioned Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara segment. Um, then we had Ruby Soho against Britt Baker. And this was a match. This was a match. But more importantly, if your whole gimmick now as a trio is you do a house of torture level interference in every single match, figure the fuck out how to make it look like the ref isn't seeing it happen. (laughs) Yeah, I I would. uh, I'd I'd co-sign that. Because... Again, if I'm I'm looking through looking at this through kayfabe eyes. Sure. So with WWE fans' eyes. <laughs> Fair. Gotcha. I would say one, why is this match more than two minutes long? And two, <laughs> I would say why are they not in their brown pants? <laughs> yes. And three, I would say why is <laughs> why is the referee whose name I don't know because referees aren't supposed to have names, why is he not noticing everything happening in front of him right yeah. to his face? Yeah. Wasn't it Paul Turner, too? It was Paul Turner, yeah. He's the, the head referee? Yeah. <laughs> Who's really good at his job, typically. Yes, typically. Well, when he when it's not a storyline a- a- aspect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
man, they just beat the piss out of, of Britain. This like, yeah. I mean, she got she got in a couple licks on her own to make her, you know, yeah. at least fend them off for a little bit. But numbers going to be numbers, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Ruby won, and she's uh, continuing on. Going to go against Sky Blue uh, in the semifinals. I mean, anytime I get to see her in a ring, I'm okay. Then the main event was Kenny Omega against Wheeler Yuta. Yuta showed up and showed out as yeah, he, he actually did. got to control a lot of the match. And uh, Kenny basically pointing to his head at everybody on Twitter who was like, oh, no, he took a Tiger driver. That's not a great idea. And made that the entire story of this match. Yeah, he did. Um, but what I will say is I was very surprised because there was the whole run in with Takeshita and everything else at the end. And Kenny still wins clean yeah. with the one wing angel. Um, but uh, post-match, BCC runs out, Bucks run out, Paige runs out. And as we're just about to go off the air, the Dark Order takes a chair away from Hangman Page. At least I think that's what's happening. But you know what? We got to watch the cube instead. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what was on next? Yes. The cube. The cube. Uh, bring back BattleBots again. That was fun. Uh, hell Yeah. But uh, then uh, on Friday, we went straight to the show that we were waiting on. Rampage. So they kind of they kind of telegraphed the ending of the show with the rundown for Rampage. They yes. said it was going to be Dark Order versus the uh, the, the Hangman and the, the Hung Bucks. Yes. Uh, uh, form FKA Hung Bucks. Um, and it, this was the 100th edition of Rampage. It barely yeah. feels a day over 300. <laughs> Good God. Uh, and shock of shocks in the opening contest, the Dark Order defeated the Bucks and Adam Page. Really? Yes. Who got um, the who got the pin there? Uh, uh, Uno got the pin on Adam Page after a uh, Claudio and Takeshita run. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so we're full on WCW at this point. Yes. Uh, after the match, Dark Order uh, got out of the way as... Uh, uh, Claudio and Takeshita entered the ring with steel chairs, but Kenny Omega makes the save to chase off the BCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had a QTV segment, uh, which really I'm only going to mention because Johnny TV popped up and he threw an MP3 player in the trash because he hates the acclaimed music. <laughs> okay, sure. Then, you know, uh, that's like his favorite Zoom. He's, he went back in there and fished it out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had yeah. to, but then he got stuck in space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it seemed that went really too long, but yes. it's okay. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia defeated the Matt Hardy and Jeff Jarrett duo. Oh, yeah. Matt and Jeff. Yeah, Matt and Jeff went down. Um, after the match, Jeff Jarrett's crew jumped Jeff Hardy or Matt Hardy. Uh, Brother Zay tried to make the save. He was overwhelmed. Oh. And then uh, Ethan Page ran in to even the odds up. So I guess Ethan's turning face. Which would, gone. That would, that would kind of tie into his whole thing with MJF last week on Collision. So. Right. Yeah. Well, he was in Canada, so he's going to be the face either way. Very true. Hikaru yeah, Shida. That was a solid fire promo. Oh, fire yeah. No, he's, he's excellent week, on though. the mic. He just yeah. has a really bad thing of he tries to be a dastardly hue and then posts videos of him hanging out with his buddies buying GoBots. And yep. Yeah. Doesn't work the same. Um, Hikaru Shida uh, defeated Marina Shafir in under four minutes. Shida Shafir. Shida Shafir. Shida Shida Shafir. Shafir Shida. Shida 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 Shafir. Renee Paquette had an interview with Chris Statlander. 
Thank you for indulging me. (laughs) I only mentioned this promo because I can't wait to hear what Justin has to say about what Statlander was wearing during this promo. Oh, boy. Um, It was basically a pair of like 80s style goggles sunglasses that were so long that it almost looked like a welding mask. Wow. Okay. And then your main event of Rampage was also part of the Blind Eliminator Tournament as it was Big Bill and Brian Cage. Oh, big beefy boys. They defeated Trent and Matt Seidel, guys who are on Twitter just to ask questions. Uh, and <laughs> That's the third eye, man. The main, this match was fantastic. The duo of yeah. Brian Cage and Big Bill were incredible. Up okay. to and including them doing a standing doomsday device. Oh, so somebody was on Cage's shoulders and Big Bill Big just Bill closed just like normal, the at normal length, normal height. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, big men don't need to go up top and this shows it. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be uh, uh, Big Bill and Brian Cage against MJF and Adam Cole this coming week. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Dynamite. And uh, that means the other side of it is uh, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia against Orange Cassidy. And uh, Darby Allen. So that also yeah, would be very good. It's a lot of history in that match as well. So yeah. good that, stuff. That is on uh, a very weirdly packed dynamite, um, which also includes uh, Swerve versus Nick Wayne, mm-hmm. his debut, uh, the aforementioned Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue, and a match where I just went, how the fuck did this get booked? Chris Jericho versus Commander. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe Jericho's just trying to work his way through all the luchadors. Perhaps. I mean, he fought Bandito. Uh, you know, I'd he love to get him in Vikingo there. Yet. Not Vikingo yet. Not Vikingo. I want to see. I want to see Roosh and Jericho. Just <laughs> that's going to be a volatile match. Yes. Because yes, Jericho ain't putting up with that shit, and he'll throw some potatoes back at Roosh. That I want to see that devolve into a fucking just <laughs> just a war, just a war, a yeah. war of attrition. And uh, I'm going to very quickly hit this button so uh, we don't get hit too hard by YouTube. Oh, yeah. All right. So that took us to a collision. Thank you, Sir Elton. Yes. Reginald. Who played his last show uh, last night. His last live show ever. Another last show? I thought he did a last show. He's been doing a tour. Right. This was the last last? This was the last last. Was it Wembley? uh, No, no, no. It was, um, God, it was in like. It was somewhere else in Europe. I have to see where it was. Alton John last show. That's a big regret. I would have liked to have seen him live. Um, I know they have that like farewell concert movie up on Disney Plus that I've been wanting to watch but never have. Yeah. Stockholm. That's where he was last In night. Stockholm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I believe the, the European part of the tour was supposed to be in the middle of the farewell tour. Mm-hmm. But COVID meant they bounced it to the end. Gotcha. Uh, but he was at Coachella a few weekends ago. Uh, right, pl- right. Headline that. Um, so that was his last England show, which I mean, pretty big way to go out. Um, but uh, collision this week. It was all about the Owen Hart semifinals. Um, it kicked off with surprise, surprise, a promo by CM Punk. Um, I do like how they're starting off the show with these promos, though. It's good forward momentum, and you know, get you hype for the mains. Yeah. 
Um, but Punk actually put over everybody. He was like, you know, I've got this history with Joe, and uh, that match makes it feel like a final because we have this history. I can't overlook Hobbs or Starks. And he puts over Owen Hart, and he said, you know what? I, I can't promise a victory, but I'm going to give everything I have for the fans and for Owen. A very face reaction to Punk uh, at, for in, last night's show. In Regina? Yes. Um, and then uh, Kevin Kelly threw to a video package detailing the trilogy of their matches in ring of honor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They have the tapes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Samoa Joe, uh, in it says that there's never been a day in punk's life where he was better than Joe. So nice little bit of business there. I mean, tell them what, tell me when he's telling lies. Exactly. (laughs) Ricky Starks defeated powerhouse Hobbs in a decent match. Not as good as their other matches in the past. Yeah. This, however, is more about the post match as with Hobbs losing, uh, QT got, uh, all uh, got, uh, got confronted by Hobbs because, uh, QT got involved in the finish and Mm -hmm. ultimately fucked over Hobbs. So Hobbs, uh, shoves down QT Hits a spine buster on uh, Aaron Solo and mm-hmm. uh, stomps to the back. So it looks like we're getting face powerhouse once again. Okay. Uh, Miro said he's ready to fight anybody. It was a promo. Uh, and uh, he said a battle is coming. One we've all been waiting for. So I guess he's going to be on Rampage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Willow Nightingale uh, cut a promo saying that due to an injury in her matches in Japan, she wasn't medically cleared. So Athena gave her shit and said, you know what? Um, I, I think you're faking because uh, you lost your strong title. And Willow says, I want the match. I want it on Rampage this coming week. And after that, after I beat you, I want a ROH women's title shot, uh, which would probably be a really good match for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which – yeah. Speaking of, there's a promo from this week, which is absolutely worth watching. Um, so Mark Briscoe is going to be going against Claudio for the Ring of Honor nice. title as the main event nice. of Death Before Dishonor. The one Cla- title he's never held in uh, Ring of Honor? Uh, at least one of them. but Because yeah. uh, I think he also hadn't held the TV title, and that was the story of him versus Joe. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, the promo that Claudio cuts on Mark Briscoe, it's like, where was this Claudio all these years in WWE, like, well, they handed him a script of right. words that he had to memorize. And then but he comes you know. off like such a, such a top tier star that, uh, it, it's definitely worth checking out. It's over on the ring of honor Twitter. I think it's on their YouTube page also. Um, just, just a great bit of business. And so far, all of the Tony Khan ring of honor pay-per-views have been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yes, there was a absolutely horrific injury. They never want to see again in the last yeah. one, but I mean, Already, you're building it up with a match that's going to probably be very good, and you add something like Willow and Athena, probably going to be good also. Yeah. Um, We had a video package hyping Blood and Guts, and then uh, Julia Hart beat a local jobber. Um, Malachi Black cut a promo saying uh, that Andre didn't become who he was until he lost his mask, and Andrade holds on to his mask like a child holding on to a teddy bear. Okay. Uh, so then Lexi Nair is backstage with Andrade, who said, uh, when his mask is on, it's time for business. But when I take it off, it's time to fight. So they're clearly building to a, a big match between those two. So does he wear his mask while him and Charlotte bang or I can't or does he take it? Is it a fight when they when they fuck or is I, it? I a, imagine he's pretty tranquilo. Is really yeah, thing. pretty. He, Charlotte does all the work. Yeah. Yeah. She just she just bridges into a she just bridges into a figure eight and then <laughs> and, that's that. and then that's it. Gotcha. Uh, 
in the World Tag Team Title Eliminator match, uh, the Bullet Club Gold duo of Jay White and Juice Robinson defeated FTR in an awesome, awesome tag match. With shenanigans, I'd imagine. Uh, weirdly enough, not so much. Really? Yeah. Um, Just a clean the, Blade Runner on uh, so, so what uh, happened was, FTR Bald? Uh, Juice Robinson got a blind tag. Dax rolls up Jay White, didn't realize that there was the tag on to Juice Robinson. Juice hits the face buster for the win. Oh. So uh, they, get the, uh, they get the future tag title match. Okay. Uh, we got a video package indicating that Sean Spears is going to be getting a TNT title shot on next Saturday following collision for Battle of the Belts, which is still a thing. Okay. Um, Wouldn't that have made more sense to do in Canada? Oh, it's still, still going to be in Canada. They're still going to be in Canada. Canada? Jesus yeah, Christ. They're, they're not coming back. The first show back in the States is Blood and Guts on the 19th. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a lot um, of going through customs. Yes. Uh, when they came back from commercial break, Tony Schiavone was in the back with FTR, who were interrupted by Bullet Club Gold. Jay White noted that they'd beaten FTR twice in two weeks, which is accurate because multi-man tag mm-hmm. this. He said, you know what? We want to beat them twice in one night. So it's going to be two out of three falls for the tag belts next week on collision. Dang. All right. Yeah. Which, if this one fall match was any indication, is going to be good. Okay. Okay. Scorpio Sky had his first in-ring match in over a oh, year. He's alive. Yes. He defeated- was, it, was it an injury or was it a creative as nothing for you situation? I think it was uh, an injury and then didn't have something for him until now. Gotcha. Um, but uh, he went against Action Andretti, and uh, oh. Andretti actually looked better than Scorpio Sky in the match. Oh. But okay. post-match, Scorpio Sky shook the hand of Action Andretti, so he's a he's a big baby face now. Um, for Collision next week, it's going to be the finals of both the Owen Hart Memorial matches and the FTR Bullet Club Best of Three Falls match. Okay. Main event was CM Punk versus Joey yeah. Samoe. How'd this pan out? Uh, it was decent. Uh, look, the last time these guys went against each other was 19 years ago. Yeah, sure. Neither one is the guy who they were. Mm-hmm. We did get my favorite uh, Joey Samoe spot, which is CM Punk. He moved out of the way. Yep. <laughs> CM Punk went for a dive on the top and Joe just walked <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it's just it's the per- the, way, the the face he makes when he does it too is just it's like nah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm smarter but, than you. But uh, uh, Joe went for the cocaine. Sorry, Punk went for go to sleep. Uh, it got avoided by Joe. Joe hits the cocaine clutch. Punk slips out and rolls Joe up with a victory roll for the finish. So it was mm. like a, a surprise win. So the finals. Of the men's own heart will be CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. Okay. Which, uh, I was going to say, Starks really could use that win a lot more than CM Punk. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. A hundred million, thousand, billion, trillion percent. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will I will give credit where credit is due. I know, uh, you know, we've been very outspoken about Punk and everything. Um Collision, with the exception of last week's show, has been generally very good since its debut, and this mm-hmm. was a damn fine show also. I, okay. I think a lot of it is they're focusing on a core group of wrestlers yeah. and just having them go out there and do really good matches. Um, you know, like there's there is a clear sense of stories being told, you know, FTR versus Bullet Club, Punk trying to, you know, build his name against 
old challengers and you know the young upstarts yeah. uh the whole house of black lfi feud like there's there's some good stuff going on there um i do wonder who this big match is for miro yeah that was um, going to be my thing would have to be somebody of at least a little bit of notoriety. Yeah. Can't just keep feeding him jobbers. I mean, I like gonna, watching him squash jobbers, but I do wonder if he's maybe going to be the one to cost uh, Punk the finals for the Owen Hart tournament because hmm. that could be pretty cool. I could be into sure. Miro versus Punk. Yeah. Um, but really, what I want to know is when are they going to fly back in Satoshi Kojima so he can absolutely continue to wail on the nuts on one Phil Brooks? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Well, I think uh, part of the issue is um, he's trying to get an addendum to his contract um, to uh, bring over some other bread club members. I oh, think he okay. needs, uh, you know, I think he's asked for uh, a full loaf of uh, focaccia, some sourdough, uh, three, uh, three fresh baguettes, three oh. baguettes, yeah, um, and also um, just a, just a, just one fresh package of Wonder Bread. I love it. I love it. You know what, TK? Give me a call. I'll bring that bread. You let him slug those nuts. Let's Let's get this bread. (laughs) The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Are you looking for a gimmick enhancement? Want to try something new with an air of class, refinement, and nobility? Well, look no further than Mr. Fancy Pants' English nobility gimmick finishing school. Lord Stephen Regal, Earl Robert Eaton, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley are all proud graduates of our world-renowned program. You'll learn to curtsy, apply overly long finishing holds, and gain an exceptionally average physique. You'll earn an appreciation for Victorian era ankle-length robes, awkward British references that your hayseed audience will not understand, and gain permanent mid-card status. Mr. Fancy Pants English Nobility Gimmick Finishing School will turn you into quite the little shit.